And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Brown. Hey, everybody. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty Madman. Oh, that's such a smooth voice. And Shane Manila. And here comes that smooth menthol refreshment. <laughs> smooth jam. You know what was really funny? When I was editing the show last week, um, Sal made a comment. He said something about, if I'm on the air longer than 24 hours, I'll start to sound like Shane. And Shane like <laughs> immediately like he like woke up and then he changed the subject really fast. You didn't let Sal uh, elaborate on what he meant by sounding like you. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder what he meant. <laughs> well, maybe that menthol or whatever you just said about your smoking voice. Dude, <laughs> in, 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 in 24 hours, there's going to be real football on. I know. I honestly can't believe it. And in 24 hours, I have a lot of shit to do for my dynasty football teams. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I'm going to get it done with all the other stuff that's going on. Fortunately, my kids start school tomorrow for a little while. Like, well, a little, a whole day. It's their first day back to school in a Seriously? long time on this blended thing. They're going two days a week. So I won't have anything but my job to do. But on every break, lunchtime, everything. I'm going to be dedicated to setting my lineups and cleaning up my rosters. I have so many teams. <laughs> yeah, I know we were talking earlier about uh, how crazy all these rosters are and doing stuff. And Shane, you have like so many rosters. Even you were commenting about all your charity stuff and your regular stuff. How the hell do you even keep track of he any of it? added a ton of them in the offseason. <laughs> I know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, there's a good... <laughs> 10 charity leagues uh -huh. that are just best ball yeah i'm yeah. probably i i, I, yeah. I gotta do the count but there's there's a lot of there's like there's only like four or five eliminators uh -huh. but then i'm also in like the pro wire um uh the pro wire sleeper um <laughs> wait uh, you said one. how many sleepers you had uh, we were talking before how many yeah, sleepers like, do you have Four or five charity ones on Sleeper. Then I just joined the Baby Bowl today. So you I, joined I don't a league know today. You joined a league today. Football's in less than twenty four hours. You joined uh -huh. today. Yeah, but you, try, you don't like best ball even as much as I do. But you no. love drafting so much that you couldn't pass it up. Well, some of these charities charity. are redraft, and like this particular one, it's um, you get to use the player once in season. One of those deals. So you set a lineup oh. every week, and you can't use the same guys. Oh. Um, so you know what's funny? That sounds cool, and it sounds different, and all that stuff. But that just sounds like a little bit more work that you're gonna have to do for that one <laughs> league than all your other leagues, because you're gonna have to keep track of who you the played. The simplistic you know? beauty of a best ball is just drafting it and just crossing your yeah. fingers. You're I'm, like, I hope I win this league. I only have 18 leagues because I cut down last year. We talked about that, and I'm planning on cutting down again this year. I'm just, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous, but I couldn't even imagine doing 50 plus like you're doing and and then doing stuff that have so little tricks and everything, you know? Well, I, I know you you were just talking a minute ago that you're going to have to squeeze it in between work tomorrow and everything, you know? Uh, I waited too long. Waited too long. I think a lot of people waited too long. It's, it's really, it, it, it was one of those kind of seasons where we didn't know about the... There was no preseason, so it kind of like snuck up on all of us, you know, that all of a You're sudden, right. no crap, we got to go set lineups and and dump uh, the end of our rosters and, and pick up some players and drop players. Even even some of the leagues, we just had waivers run tonight before tomorrow, and uh, people are like dropping half their money on J.D. McKissick. And, uh, <laughs> great pickup, great pickup, because if you didn't see the news today, 
Yeah. JD McKissick is definitely part of that the committee. Um, yeah. The yeah. Committee. The Washington well, football team. He's he's at the top of the 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 you know the the chart on the lineups. Uh, he's at the top of the lineup. What the hell am I trying to say? <laughs> that doesn't the top of the depth chart. I think they have Gibson and Peyton Barber, and honestly, who knows how it's going to shake out? But what the hell? I mean, you know, I keep forgetting about Peyton out. Barber. Yeah. Yeah. I keep I keep forgetting about. Uh, Peyton, Barber. Peyton Barber. If you click on JD McKissick, I'm I'm pretty sure it was an MFL. They were saying that he's the top of the depth chart, but then the whoever writes those little reviews said, and don't forget that an intern in the office just adds that depth chart. So who knows whether he's going to be the yeah, first guy on the field, you know? But he's a little fellow. We'll see how that works out. But at this point, we really don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you've got you've got Jacksonville with with this group of guys. You've got Washington with these group of guys. There's a lot of players. Plus all these r- rookies that everybody's so excited about. I mean, we're gonna shake things up in this first week, and maybe the next two or three weeks, especially since we didn't have preseason. Some of these guys may not perform like we thought, or are gonna be way bigger than we thought. You know, a bunch of guys aren't gonna perform the way we thought. And <laughs> before you know it, it's gonna be. I can't believe I just traded a first round draft pick for Antonio Gibson. <laughs> Was I think third string running back for the Washington? Like, why did I do that? There's no way he, he that was a terrible idea on my part. Why would I do that? Like, it's going to be hindsight. You're going to be like, what the f-? that makes no sense. Like, there, there was no process there. I didn't follow process. I, I gotta follow process. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, hey. We do have some other things to talk about, but it looks like our guest just popped in the room, which is awesome when, when somebody just pops right in. But hey, Ray, so you, you popped in while we were just talking about the crazy messed up uh, running back situations in places like Jacksonville and in Washington. So uh, it's a good timing for you to jump in. And Shane was just saying how maybe he made a mistake by trading a first round pick for Antonio Gibson. I don't know, man. I've, I've gone back and forth. With, I actually just traded for Antonio Gibson today in a uh, in a deep Debbie league. I don't know. I, I, I've been on record saying that I think they find their running back of the future in the 2021 NFL draft. But uh, he's going to have every opportunity to, to state his case to be the guy. And the fact that they let AP go after bringing him back, saying that we want him back, I think that signals more of them liking what they saw out of Gibson. I, I don't think it has anything to do with Peyton Barber. I don't think it has anything to do with Bryce Love. I think Ron Rivera and that coaching staff has given AG his chance to show what he has. And if he does, then great. And if not, they're going to have a high draft pick, and probably in the second round they invest in a running back. I, I think it's a win-win for him. I think, it's, I think it was a really good move to see what they have in this player, man. Yeah, we, we made a comment because players like J.D. McKissick was going in uh, waivers tonight for like half their money. <laughs> in a 16-team he, he's... super flex, though. Just point yeah. that out. Like, not a normal league. Like, look, I'm, I picked up J.D. McKissick in a couple, like, regular-sized leagues because, sure, why the hell not? I, I fully expect him to crash and burn because that's what he's done before. Like, he is what he is. He's not – like, he's more talented than me. He's more talented than, you know, the other three on the show tonight. But as, you know, as NFL players go, yeah, he's just good enough to be on a roster. Just good enough. Like, he does just yeah, enough right. things okay enough. I did listen to, to Ray's podcast while I was on my walk today. Yes. Um, actually, I listened to two of them back to back because Ray's dropping like 40 podcasts a week again. So, Ray gave his, uh, I think it was his top 12 uh, 2020 rookies. And uh, mm-hmm. Gibson, Gibson was pretty high. And it's just the same thing. It's just, yeah, four. It was four. It, 
the guy's got the opportunity and yeah. it's so easy to be like, well, the tape or not the tape, excuse me, the, the, <laughs> the production's not there in college, but I feel like we already moved past that last year with Josh Jacobs. The production wasn't there in college. And honestly, Jacob smashed last year, especially considering the, you know, the opportunity actually was given. So it's almost like you make it past that, that like, all right, someone did it. Like, and obviously they're di very different players and Jacobs had a lot more touches than him, but either way, if you look, whatever threshold you want to look at, neither of them hit it, you know, and one was closer, obviously, but it kind of, it does give you that hope. Like, all right, well maybe it's, it, it doesn't, it, there's more important things than just production in college. Like people have looked at his tape and gone, holy shit, he's special. We just need to get him the ball. You know what I mean? Like he's a running back in air quotes, but look, I hope, like I said, I, I've talked about this before, like Miles Sanders. I hope he doesn't see any rushing attempts and all he gets is like 10 targets a game. I'll be yeah. happy with that. Yeah, have the passes. Yeah, yeah. So you had him at four. Is that what he said? Yeah, uh, as far as my top 12 rookies for this 2020 season, it's not Dynasty. It's just this season, I, I have him as the fourth-rated rated player. I like him. I like him more than DeAndre Swift for 2020. Um, I like him more than J.K. Dobbins for 2020. Uh, you know, and I really waffled back and forth between putting him ahead of Cam Akers at number three. L listen, I mean, we, we talk about it with players like David Johnson. Opportunity, it's king, right? It, it, Yes, I would love for my players to be Austin Eckler levels of efficient, but if you're going to command the bulk of the carries out of the backfield, and then when you think about Washington, I get it. We want to make Logan Thomas a thing. <laughs> they really don't have a tight end of consequence. You've got Terry McLaurin on one side. I do like Steven Sims as a sleeper in Dynasty and redraft, but outside of that, I mean, who else is getting the pass catching work? I mean, right. the, 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 the opportunity is going to be there, and in fantasy – my motto is I just want players that have an opportunity to score fantasy points for me. And I mean, outside of Edwards, Elaire and Gibson, what running back is locked into that opportunity share? It, you know, I'm not, I'm not buying that JD McKissick RB one depth chart. No, I don't think anybody in their right mind is <laughs> believing that. Um, now, granted Washington's offensive line is devoid Trent Williams. It's probably not very good, but again, if, if he's getting, let's just be conservative here. 14 to 17 touches a game i'll take that I'm, I'm taking that every day as your rb3 on, on your team you know what i mean he's not your rb I, I hope you're not drafting him as rb1 rb2 but if he's your third art running back uh, flex right. position like why not who were your one two and three for this year rookie wise uh edwards elair taylor cam Akers. okay one two and three so those three um one, one thing i was going to mention to you guys i, don't, I can't well, believe you made them do the whole list because now i didn't no, make him do the whole reason. list i asked him for one two and three. Oh, okay. one, two, three. it's yeah. cool that he has just acres. because you walked away I, like I think i agree with that with acres up there high yeah that's, that's a good i was actually a little surprised how high acres how high you had acres right yeah i i don't but who else are you putting ahead of them? Um, right. It's right. less than Jonathan Taylor competition. I mean, there's running backs there, but I mean, like, Cam Akers has, like, one guy, really, that he needs to beat out. 
so Shane, we didn't yeah. we didn't do the whole list. You walked away. We just did the one, two, and three. But yeah. where, where do you have where do you have somebody like James Robinson? Because I was going to say, I don't know if you guys saw, but the Scott Fishbowl waivers went out today, and somebody posted the 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 most picked up guy, and at, there were so many people that picked up James Robinson with their entire one hundred dollars of Fab money that they have in Scott Fish. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of money. That's a great, but that's a great response. But where did you have him then for this year? I didn't have him yeah. anywhere. Okay, I, 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 I haven't it because I. Why not Devon Zigbo six one two twenty five? Why not him? Why why why? I think with that backfield, uh, I guess take your bet Russian roulette with that one. But I I, I think. They're not committed to anybody, man. They're, yeah. they're not committed to anybody. So you spend all that money. Robinson goes out there and gets eight carries. Exigbo gets six. Chris Thompson gets four. Gardner Minshew rushes three times. I mean, I just – I don't know. I, I That's one that if – I'm just going to miss out because I want to see a couple yeah. of weeks of football. Before, I, I just – I couldn't do it. Man. And wasn't it just today that they got Dare Ogunbowale too? Didn't they oh, did they? Up, yeah. Jackson? Did they? Because- yeah, because yeah. Devon. He's a pass catcher, man. I, he's good. At yeah. Uh, what, what what happened to Devon? He's, he's not practicing. He's got a hammy. Yeah. Um. Uh. So it's a yeah. Look, as soon as <laughs> I didn't know that. What's funny? Yeah. Yeah. Ray's so like. What's uh... funny is they pick up Dari, and I was it, it like for some reason I confused the two, and I'm like, don't they already have him? Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, wait, no, no, that's Divine. <laughs> but yeah, so Divine just he's got a he's he's working through a, an injury, but. I mean, that, look, it, people are forgetting that uh, Raquel Armstead's there, too. And Raquel, I mean, that kid looked really good at Temple. Yeah, he did. I think they he's have got no, potential, yeah, for sure. But like Ray said, they don't really have an allegiance to any of these guys. That's another one of those backfields where, like, it'd be nice for them, I'm sure. They're thinking in terms of if one of these guys hits, great. If not, we have 170 picks the next two years, we'll find another running back. <laughs> we'll go get Travis Etienne or, or Chubba Hubbard or sure. uh, Kylan Hill or somebody. Or, you know what, we'll draft two of these fucking guys, one in the second and one in the third, because we've got a million picks and we don't know how to team build. So that's something we might do. Um, so, yeah, I, I I put in $11 bid on him, on James <laughs> yeah, Robinson. I did not get him. That's yeah. fair. And, and, and think about it. In what world, honestly, week one, are you going to start James Robinson? <laughs> like, in, so so my, the, the strategy behind that is you spend all that fab on a player that you're going to sit on your bench and hope that he gets the opportunity, right? Yep. And what's going to happen is two weeks into the season when he doesn't get the ball, you're either burning a roster spot or he's going to get dropped. If he hits, if he hits and becomes the next big thing, then fuck it, I just missed out and I'm fine with that. It's funny, Shane, you said you put 11. I put 11 bucks on him as well in mine and I put $2 on uh, JD McKissick and I got JD McKissick for $2. <laughs> so so you know, that, could, that could even hit as much as anybody else, you know? Real quick, um, just, just in case you're wondering, um, based on the counter offer I just got back, it is insulting if you offer James Washington for Antonio Gibson straight up. Wait, wait. Um, Somebody just sent you yeah. an offer of James live on the air. No, no, no. I sent an offer of James Washington for Antonio Gibson, and the counter was um, they would like my Cam Akers 
for their Antonio <laughs> Gibson. So I'm just letting the li- listeners know that is considered an insulting offer, James yeah. Washington, for Antonio Gibson. Uh, yeah, I would say it's an insulting offer. Based on offer. the response I got back. <laughs> That's so funny because I thought you were about to, to do like a trash dynasty trade offer on somebody and it turned out to be you. <laughs> so, I mean... I, if we're measuring trash, I don't know if you can measure trash that way. Like it's by a poundage, but I would say the the counter offer of Cam Akers uh-huh. for Antonio Gibson was much more trash delicious. Mine was at least in the realm of like, hey, at least this guy was a you know highly touted prospect. He flashed a little bit. He was actually their best receiver the last half of the year last year, even though everybody wants to blow Deontay Johnson. Oh, but come on. Um, come on. You just gave Johnson a first-round pick. You gave a first-round pick for ter- for Antonio Gibson to somebody. If if somebody offered you James... <laughs> look at your face. If somebody offered you James Washington for a first, would you do that? No, of course not. So, of course, uh, it's a trash. Yeah, I had to try. I had to try. <laughs> yeah, you but don't, pre- don't pretend it's not a trash offer. <laughs> I sent uh I sent Tyler Boyd for him straight up and got uh got declined. Yeah. Uh, I oh really? Tyler Bo- I offered Tyler Boyd straight up for Gibson. I- I'm the type of trader that I really don't care about winning the deal. Like if I want somebody, exactly. then yeah. I just go yeah. get it. I try to send. Get I try to send strong. I try to send strong offers right out the gate. Like I, I really just don't. Why waste to- your time? Yeah. Yeah. Like I just you know I just I-, I thought Boyd for Gibson was more than fair in a in a in a half point per reception for the running back, full point per reception for the wide receiver. I felt that was more than fair, and he rejected it and said he wanted Boyd plus a 2021 first. God. <laughs> See, and, and that's like, Antonio Gibson turning yeah. to Todd Gurley, though. Like, no, I get that, that. like vintage Todd Gurley. But that's what's going on right now, though. But, but have you noticed, though, it feels like in the dynasty fantasy football community, everybody is chasing the next – Christian McCaffrey everyone wants this like every running back is the next thing when I just think that's it's just such an a warped sense of thinking like those type of players they're elite because they're elite not everybody is that just because you catch them all in the backfield doesn't make you CMC and everybody thinks that who the hell whoever you have is the next thing like Akers is not the next that. He's just Cam Akers. He's a good running back, but he's not going to be Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott. I just, it's it's really kind of screwed up right now, and it, it's it's just frustrating that. And again, everyone's got a value on a player, but sometimes people, I, I don't think people are, are operate in in reality. Honestly, it's just frustrating. Yeah, we talked a lot about that last year, how overvalued rookies are going into the season. Everybody thinks that they got the next guy. And then Jeremy and I, we've talked about it plenty of times where we'll take the guy that's already been around that's playing and everything, and you can take the rookies. I, I say Jeremy because Shane, you're just all over the place all the time. Well, but, I mean, you know, when it comes to running backs, <laughs> but when it comes to running backs, I want them young as fuck. Like, I want them, <laughs> like, if they could be. 20 years old i'm in heaven like i'm like i'm like look it's like dating it just you know they're legal um 20 is perfect you know what i mean that's that's when you want them i mean look they got at least five years in them i'm talking about football players i know what you're talking about (laughs) but i'm saying like you know i want i get five years out of that running back at least right yeah they come into the league at 20 so i get it but i think part of I think part of it is is 
the dynasty community has shifted so hard to the running backs now too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we are over, definitely overcompensating after years of being like, well, wide receivers is how you build a team. When in actuality, it's probably a little more like you, you just need to build a strong fucking roster. Stupid as that sounds, um, <laughs> you, you know, need the better starters than the next team. You want yeah, to like get the most good starters you can get yeah and i don't think it's only dynasty i mean even redraft i mean the the only experience i have this year with redraft is scott fish but i mean look how many running backs went in the first round and the second round in in those drafts and i think it's it's with everybody whether it's dynasty or redraft how overvalued those guys are but it's like jeremy just said you got to get the good one that's going to play because if you don't then you're starting the jd mckissick guys and what's going to suck, though, is people forget is last year was a outlier as far as injuries, too, at running back. Like, for the most part, all those guys just stayed f-ing healthy, except <laughs> for Saquon, who, you know, for eight weeks were playing on one ankle. But for the most part, like, those guys stayed healthy. <laughs> this year, you look, it's regression that I mean or whatever, but typically running backs are going to get f-ing hurt because, you know, it's a brutal goddamn position to play. Like, sure. you know, even when they're they out there play. running passes – they're half the time the linebacker just fucking squares them up and destroys them. So you're going to see a lot of running backs get hit again. And there's going to be guys like me that probably overpaid for running backs. and going to be like, God damn it. Like I dropped how much on this guy. And now he's gone for the year. And I could have just waited and, you know, obviously hindsight, but you know, I should have waited and just gotten divine and big O Zigbo in week six for 40. Yeah, that guy. And we've been talking about that for years, how by week 11, 10, uh, 12 you're going to be starting a third and fourth round or uh, fourth string running back this year maybe even quicker you might be doing that in week two three or four it's be wild yeah so ray you were shaking your head about that so even though we're making fun not te- technically making fun but we're talking about the overvalue of the rookies what rookies do you think are going to be good for people to be looking at this year with the way the covid's going to be where we might be starting those guys in week three and four instead of week 12 13 stuff like that I know you mentioned the four top four that you had right there, but are there any other rookie guys that maybe people aren't looking at? Um, I, I think it's the usual suspects that we've been talking about since the NFL draft. You know, it's it's really it's it's really unique because a lot of the top rookies that we were all interested in overwhelmingly landed in pretty damn good situations where they have they're going to have opportunity to play. And I'm talking about players like Brandon Ayuk. LaVisca Chenault was somebody that I personally wasn't super high on because of his injury history, but he's going to have a chance in Jacksonville. And we keep talking about all these running backs. Mark it down. LaVisca Chenault's going to get three to four carries a game out hmm. of the backfield on those. Dra- That's what he did at Colorado. He was a wide receiver that mm-hmm. operated in this wildcat quarterback role. He's 6'2, 225 pound tank. He's going to carry the ball. Um, you got players like LaVisca Chenault, uh, the, the usual suspects at wide receiver, Jalen Rager, Jerry Judy, even C.D. Lamb to a certain degree in that Mike McCarthy scheme. J.K. Dobbins, if anything happens to Mark Ingram, you've got a potential cliche league winner in J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just – I mean, I'm not even talking about players like Justin Jefferson right now who I haven't heard a ton of buzz about um, out of Minnesota's camp, but he's going to see opportunities. So I just think – this year in general, not just the rookies, but just backup players in general are yeah. going to hold a little more value uh, because if somebody does get hit with COVID, what are they out? Two, three weeks? I mean, they're out. And 
I remember last year starting James Jonathan Williams, and he was <laughs> scoring me double-digit fantasy points. I mean, it, it happens every single year. So, um, you know, I, I just I think this is going to be a season where the narrative of fade rookies, especially in seasonal leagues, is probably going to be debunked quite early. Uh, every position besides the tight end position. There are no and the Raiders, guys. man, the Raiders yeah. already debunked it because they just went out and said, hey, our top two wide receivers, our starting wide receivers already are Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, and I was actually, wow. I was a little surprised I mean, that Renfro in the slot, but yeah, but Renfro doesn't matter, and he knows that. Um, <laughs> I was a little, I was a little surprised that Brian Edwards wasn't on your top twelve, though, uh, right? Yeah, I like Edwards, and I've been on record saying that I think by twenty twenty one, he's the alpha in that offense. But this season, yeah, I, I, you still have Darren Waller, and he's probably going to be the primary target. With Lynn Bowden Jr. out of the way, I personally predict, uh, predict, predict an uptick in targets for Josh Jacobs. Henry Ruggs is going to see the volume on the outside in that X receiver role or Z or whatever the hell he's playing. And then, no, Hunter Renfro doesn't matter, but he does matter. Yeah, he matters. He, he matters, you know. Security I just, blanket for, for Carr. I mean, he's going to get some catches. A PPR I, I, guy underneath. Maybe not yeah. a lot, but of importance, but – if he's the BFF for Derek Carr, that does carry some weight. Yeah, and even starting and being the the leader and 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 or being up there in targets as far as your target distribution, those are two totally different things. Um, they're in a division that that division is going to score points. The the AFC West with the Chiefs, the Chargers, uh, the Broncos uptick their offense. I mean, and their defense is kind of shit now. They lost Von Miller, Bradley Chubb's not all the way right. They lost Chris Harris Jr. I mean, that division is going to be division to have a bad defense, man. Trying to keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs offense every game twice a year. So I, I I just don't see the. I, where's the volume in that offense? Derek Carr is not going to launch the ball 40 times a game. I don't think Gruden wants that to happen. Um, I mean, that's not his coaching style. So you've got Ruggs, you've got Edwards, you have Waller, you have Jacobs, you have Hunter Renfro. I, I just don't see it for Edwards this year. But in Dynasty, we talked about Antonio Gibson earlier. I made a, a deal where I got Brian Edwards and Antonio Gibson in a deal. So I'm high on them, but for Good seasonal, for but for seasonal leagues – this is how I, I think about the Raiders offense. It's going to be boom or bust, and the biggest boom on that offense is Henry Ruggs. I mean, mm. all he needs is one. If he gets one for 78 in a tub, I'm good. I'll take my 11 points and, and go to <laughs> the house. tub. You know what <laughs> exactly. I mean? Like, yeah. Like that's, I, I just I don't see Edwards commanding the, uh, the highest market share in that offense, nor do I see him as the highest boom player, but I like him the best long term. You mentioned about Lynn Bowden Jr. You know, a couple weeks ago, Shane's shaking his head right now. Shane was like touting him. He was so excited about him and everything like that. And then like he, a month ago, because <laughs> ever since there was camp uh-huh. and there was nothing but <clears throat> bad news on him. <laughs> and then he got traded to the Dolphins this weekend. And then uh, I, I know Shane, you tweeted out about, oh well, there goes my hopes and dreams down the drain. But do you do either or any of you guys have any hope for him at all over there in Miami? I don't. <laughs> I, I don't think so i mean honestly i i really love lynn bowden um i like what he did in college exciting player but he always scared me and i do own him in a couple places you know on my rosters he's he always scared me because 
not being sure how they were going to use him. Was he going to make it as a running back or not? You know, he could play all these positions. You know, in order to be valuable and plug in as a starter in something other than your flex position with some security, I mean, you know, when is he going to score his points? How? I would always kind of be uncertain about it. So I didn't have him as high as I had other players because I figured he would be that kind of utility player, Swiss Army knife or whatever that you couldn't depend on week to week. I still love him. I think he has a place in the NFL, but probably not in you know your starting lineups. But better than Kirk Merritt, Shane. I mean, it's a better <laughs> that was the other one. <laughs> yeah, that was the other one. <laughs> Did get cut, so I had to let him go. Yeah. Whatever, man. You're trying to stash without preseason games. It's all about guessing game. Man. But wait, that was but, even um, quicker, wasn't that? What, that was two Bowden, weeks ago. Right? I mean, everything. The, the only reason that he was even attractive is because, well, draft capital mostly. But then when they said he's a running back, yeah. oh, okay, he's a running back, so he's going to get five receptions a game as a running back. Fine, whatever. I don't give a what he does like on the ground same thing like he get three carries as long as he's getting those targets in the passing game and that's all i saw because he's a converted wide receiver slash quarterback slash i think he might have played running back too at some point maybe defensive back and i don't know he he did that dude can play probably any position i don't know but when miami's like nah we're gonna focus on wide receiver it's like oh wait so those five receptions that he could get for 50 yards a game like that's his ceiling like as a running back i'm like great you know what i mean like that's awesome like he's going to be low really low end if i need to slide him in there as a wide receiver like your ceiling is 10 points eh, i'm good yeah and you you were high on both of those guys there for a while <laughs> even i love Glenn about it look as soon as the raiders drafted him and said he's a running back like i said man i was like all right well he's really a wide receiver but if you're all going to use him as a running back that's great let me get those running back receiving points out of him, you know in ppr leagues because it's all we play in but look the raiders already gave up on him. the raiders took a loss they were like we will take much less for him we will give you a fifth and you know what I mean? Like, we'll swap fifths and we just want a fourth. Yeah. It, they drafted the kid five months ago and they're already like, <laughs> no, nah, we're good. All camp reports were bad on him. Every, like, there was not one good camp report. Like, there wasn't anything that, like, hey, limb out and flash today. It was literally like, is he on the team? And basically, them calling him stupid, which is, you know, <laughs> when they're like, oh, he can't pick up the playbook. Yeah. You, you know, code for like, I don't think this guy's very bright. So let me let me let me bring this up, man. And <laughs> and it's it's easy to do in hindsight, but I do think there is something to players and their work ethic and their approach to the game of football mm-hmm. that we don't talk about a lot in the fantasy space. And I'm not going to use specific names, but I I I know some players. Um, who have not panned out that are ultra talented that throughout their entire college career, the whole narrative around said player was lazy, doesn't do shit. He's just better than everybody else. He's just, he can roll out of bed and go out there and run a four, four, 40 yard dash and blaze people down the field. You know, I'm not saying Bowden had some, some work ethic issues at Kentucky. He did. You can look it up. Um, and there were reports that, of course, he was struggling from the football side, but he wasn't all the way locked in mentally. I know it's a joke, but Jamarcus Russell had arm talent out of the roof, could throw the ball, but was lazy, didn't care. And then you hear these players talk about how they just took the game for granted. Uh, 
I'm not saying that that's every guy, and I know it's easy to look back on Darius Geis and be like, we, wow. we should have seen it coming, but there were people in during the draft. Geis fell for a reason. People had him off their draft board, and you know, going back to Bowden, the player, he was never a running back, man. He was an athlete right. running around at quarterback. He yep. wasn't a running back, and for me, for the Raiders to make that move, not it was bigger than football because if you're a struggling football player, our teams work with Ronald Jones struggled as a rookie. They yeah. they stuck with him. He didn't play, <laughs> but they <laughs> stuck with him. To dump a player that you spent sec day two draft capital on, it may not come out for some time, but there's some other shit going on with that. And they were just like, he's not produced. And here's the thing: teams will put up with production. Antonio Brown was a cancer for years in Pittsburgh. But when you're dropping 1,500 yards a season, mm-hmm. you, get, you get away with whatever you want. It, it, uh, good for good for the Raiders. Good for them to, to cut bait and not waste time. But to answer the original question, it's it's a wrap for him, in my opinion. Like, mm. he's I, – I, if, if, if you've got somebody that believes that he's going to develop into something at wide receiver – I'd sell him for a fourth round pick right now. I just I don't want anything to do with him, to be honest with you. Wow, for he's, a fourth he, round pick. He's a lesser he's a lesser version of Cordero Patterson. A lot of people are are excited about Cordero this year. <laughs> people have been excited for Cordero for fifteen years now. Like this is the year it's gonna happen. Hey, like it's hell of a return happen. guy, man. He yeah. carved out that niche, the return niche for sure. And I mean, he turned it around for sure. He's- well, if you get return scoring, yeah, but I don't know. I think we're in one league where we get return scoring, and I wasn't even aware of it. I think it's one of the trade addicts leagues. Well, I think they why- have return scoring. Well, I think in one of our HQ HQ one, I think we do right because that's why I have Pharaoh Cooper still. I think so. I, yeah, I, haven't defied I never I just, started him, but I could if I needed to. Uh, you know, I, I just assume if you have Pharaoh Cooper, it's because it's a sixteen-man superflex league, yeah, and we're well, basically anyone that has a pulse and anyone that's on an NFL team, you're like, yep. He's That's one why guy I like in deep league that I'm going to have at the bottom of my roster just because I like him. But Yeah, yeah I have like 19 tight ends in that league just because I'm like, well, these guys have jobs. Like I, Jeremy <laughs> one Sprinkle. of these guys has got to be playable. Can I get the right one and plug him in? So, right. Has there any been anyone that surprised you with their opt-outs, I guess, that opted out of the – Kenneth Gainwell wasn't a little bit – nah. He didn't even frame that up. <laughs> no. We didn't talk about no. opt-outs, college opt-outs. No. Oh, I, I, I'm, the only thing that's surprising is more haven't done it. I, I've been on record saying that I, I believe that the top talent, they were going to opt out, and I, I yeah. was not shocked to see it happen. I, I've been saying it since it started. There's no – it makes zero sense. It, it Even with the guys that are still playing, what I, I promise you this is what's going to happen. Mark my words – the day that Trevor Lawrence takes a sack and tweaks his ankle, he probably could come back the next week or the week after. But what you're going to hear is a report that says it's in the best interest of me and my family that I sit out the rest of this season and focus for the 2020 NFL, 2021 NFL draft. It, it, it just it, – I'm, I'm surprised more haven't opted out. I'm surprised Najee Harris is still playing. I'm surprised oh, wow. Travis Etienne is playing. I'm surprised Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle and Alex Leatherwood and all. It, yeah, like what? Why? Why do you have any inkling of why these guys aren't opting out? Because guys like Chuba, Travis Etienne, um, Trevor Lawrence, yeah. 
all these guys are, are day one, day, day one, day two picks. Like they're millionaires. Like just, I'm taking this year off. I'm working on my body. I'm going to Nike camp <laughs> with my agent and they'll work me out for a year, whatever. You know what I mean? Like a guy like, guy like Trey Lance, I get him having to, you know, still prove it's something. These guys that don't have anything to prove, you got any idea why? Like, come on, the love of football? No, please don't be. Let it be that. <laughs> you know that that plays a part. Not that we could relate to that completely, but you know that plays a part in some of these guys, especially Look, those top got, quarterbacks that want to vie for a title. I mean, you I know love my family. That. Love my family. Love them very much. Love my You're children more than anything in this world. Man. If I was get, if you could guarantee me ten million dollars. And I don't have to see my kids for. I couldn't see my kids for a year. Right. I'm taking a year off from my children. I'm getting my ten million, and I'll see them. I next think year. that's still there, though. At the end of the, at the end of the season, I, I think part of it is as we were all young kids at one point in time. <laughs> you're you're invincible. Nothing's gonna yeah. happen to me. Like I'm not. I play football. I'm not worried about getting hurt. If I go out there and play scared, that's when you get hurt. And then these coaches, dude, the the head coach. They could Nick Saban can talk you out of your underwear right now. If Nick Saban <laughs> was, were, right. were in your living room, he would make you pull your underwear down right now. I mean, these dudes. Oh my god! I mean, they 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 tell these players, I've heard it and I've seen it, man. I mean, you'll be sitting on the damn sideline with COVID, AIDS, and a broken leg, and they'll force you to get back in the game somehow. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. You just well, you, you just shit. you you get back on the field and play, and I think. When you look at Dabo Sweeney, he sells that BS, and they buy into it. When you look at Nick Saban, why do you think they continue to get? Why do you think they continue to get five star after five star and say you're going to have to ride the pine for three years, but eventually you'll get? I'm going to get you there, baby. Trust me. Man. I haven't Najee. I haven't led you astray yet. I got you out of California. I brought you to Tuscaloosa. I'm going to take care of you, man. Let's go get this chip and let's get you drafted. I'm I'm going to make sure. Look at the intentional focus of Clemson to get Travis Etienne involved in the receiving game last year. It wasn't receptions like CMC, but he had over 40 receptions last year after coming out saying he was afraid to catch the ball. So these kids believe in some of these coaches, man. They're really like father figures to some of them, and they would run through a f***ing brick wall for some of these coaches. And But then you got some other guys like Jamar Chase, who I can guarantee you, I don't care what he or anybody says, talk to an agent or his family, talk to somebody and said, hey, Tell Jamar to sit down. He's going to be a top five pick. There's no reason to go out there. And he already won a national championship. Consensus All-American. Sit out, man. What do you gain by playing? So yeah, what do you gain? I, right. I, 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 just because you start, I would like to see how many of those guys finish this 2020 right. college football season. I, I don't think it's a lot. And as much as uh, Justin Fields and these guys want to play, I know they're athletes. They want to play. Yep. If it doesn't happen, I'm sure he ain't tripping. He'll just go be the Carolina Panthers quarterback next year as a top 10 pick and be just fine. Maybe we don't even have much of a college season. We don't know. We can't expect that we're going to have a full season from the, the you know, the divisions, the leagues that play. Who knows what's going to happen? It might be cut short anyway. Games have already been canceled. I mean, we were supposed to see SMU and TCU play, and they canceled that because of a COVID outbreak. I just it Everything that they have been accustomed to doing – has been flipped upside down and you're asking these players in this weird wonky limited practice not even a summertime camp to go out there it just 
it literally makes no sense. Zero. Is there some kind of time frame? Like, it, was there a time limit where they have to let anybody know, or can it go all the way into weeks into the season? They could. They They're could. Kids, dude. I'm not an employee, so I can. I can literally pick up tomorrow and be like. That's my, but school. that's my question. I'm saying in the NFL they had a time frame. Is there any kind of time frame no. with the they, so they no. can just do it any any week at all? Is what I'm asking. Nick yeah. Bosa did it two years ago. Nick Bosa yeah. got injured and was like done. Yeah, that's the example the I was going to say when you mentioned yeah. uh, you know the the uh, hey I tweaked my ankle. I'm Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And I'm going to sit out it because I'm an Ohio State fan. I was like, oh man, Nick Bosa did that. Focused on the draft. That's what he did. That's I mean, cool. that's like you know a few years back kids started going well fuck this bowl game like i'm not yeah. playing in this the chick-fil-a uh <laughs> auto shock bowl like fuck you like i'm a second round pick like, Left side uh, of Philly, uh, auto yeah. Shop bowl. yeah like come on man like fuck that it's like these kids man they get pimped by these schools so bad they fucking, I, I like when they just turn their backs on these schools because these schools don't give a shit about them you know the only college coach i actually respect is john calipari because he doesn't even bullshit. He's like, you come here for one year because the NBA is making you. I'm going to teach you MBA. Like, fuck school. Like, you know what I mean? Like, get your C's so you can be eligible. But I'm going to get you ready for the pros and that's it. The rest of these coaches acting like, oh, I, I love this kid like a son. No, the fuck you don't. Get out of here. Yeah, Sorry. the program, the program, the program, <laughs> the school. It's it's real, though, man. It's It's real. Once you're done... It's on to the next kid. Like, yeah, there are some players that coaches genuinely like the Urban Meyer Tim Tebow love was real. Like hmm. you can tell that was like real admiration. You hear these other NFL players say, "Man, f that school!" Like they didn't give a damn about me. They were doping me up on medicine to go out there and play. I was getting injections to get out there and play. It's a dirty, grimy ass game. It is the underbelly of college sports is just it's dirty man and i think these athletes are starting to understand that the power that they hold and uh i just think this season as excited as i am for it it just feels like it's it's like kind of like the jv version of college football it doesn't hmm. feel real to me it just yeah. feels like they're just out there doing something to do it to be honest with you going through the motions not all the way there it's not going to be the same no matter what they do right because well, yeah. they don't have what two of the power five aren't even playing this year right yeah all right, so wait far. i'm sorry they're holding out they might yeah. they might come back in october or november <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like yeah yeah I'm, I'm gonna come back for that coach peace i was just gonna ask ray when based on what he just said we we've talked about it a couple times on the show about how it's gonna affect rookie picks next year in the dynasty leagues, whether it's better to have some of those rookie picks now or not have those rookie picks because we just don't know what the college season is going to be like this year. So what is your opinion on that for next year? Like, how do you think that the college situation and the rookie situation is going to work out for dynasty and maybe even redraft? I don't see it changing. Like what, what changes? Jamar chase is still good. Rondell Moore is still good. Justin Fields is still dope. Trevor Lawrence is still going to get picked top 10. What, what changes? If anything, my opinion is what it does, those players that have opted out, it allows those second-tier four- and five-star recruits an opportunity to shine and improve their draft stock, therefore elevating the depth of the 2021 class. Case in point, Lynn J. Dixon, the running back from Clemson. Case in point, Terrace Marshall, the wide receiver that played second and third fiddle to Justin Jefferson. 
he's going to play. He, there's a reason for Terrace Marshall to play. If Terrace Marshall goes out there and balls out for LSU at six foot three, 210 pounds, and a freak athlete, he's going to be a top 50 pick in the NFL draft. Whereas had he had Jamar Chase played, he probably would have had to come back for another season. So hmm. he declares for the draft. Now you add another wide receiver to the fold. We are like like the first round of rookie drafts have already opted out. The first the first eight picks in rookie drafts next year have opted out or have been forced to sit out. Why buy them? Like if anything, the depth of the class gets better by some of these players that wouldn't have had an opportunity to command the bulk of the work to step up and perform in a season where we don't have Micah Parsons, we don't have the top cornerback in Caleb Farley, we don't have some of these other players playing, uh, give them to me. Sell them all to me. I'll take all of them. Give yeah. me all the 2021 picks. That's I'm glad awesome. you said that because we kind of had similar conversations, Mike, Shane, and I, um, uh, in the class being deeper because of the ability of those players to show off what they had, rise, you know, and, and show show that they maybe deserve a higher draft pick. And those other players – they're not going to drop, you know, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. They're, they're still going to get drafted where they're going to draft. Nothing changed. They just didn't play. They stayed healthy. They worked out. They're still going to be pro quarterbacks. So for the the guys at the top of the, you know, the echelon there, they're not going to lose. Um, and there's a lot to gain for the players below them. So that's, that's do you think insight. that Do you think that the teams picking in the top of the draft – are upset that Justin Fields isn't going to put himself at injury risk this season? Do you think Do you think they care? The no. NFL does not give a shit about what they do as long as their product is good. And what's good for their product is to have those players healthy and playing week one in the NFL. And that's that. I mean, it. Trey Lance is going to be a top ten pick, and he's going to play one game this season one game versus central arkansas and he's gonna be a top 10 pick <laughs> right <laughs> and that's a that's a great way to look at it too you know because like jeremy said we have spoken about it in the past but the way you clearly mentioned how it's all going to lift up shane's already talked plenty of times about wanting to get people to throw third and fourth round picks into deals just so he could grab as many picks as he can next year and and the explanation that you just gave really reinforces that whole situation so so Ray guys, read my mind and then he said it in a less profane way. Well, that's what I'm saying. His way of saying it made a lot more sense than the way you do. In a more eloquent, more convincing manner, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mike, can, I, can, I, can I say this, though? Yes. It does, it does hurt some players as well. And, okay. you know, a, a player that comes to mind that I was really excited to see this season from Ohio State, Trey Sermon. I think – I think this this season would have it would have been good for him to play. It hurts a player like a Max Borgie at Washington State, where we just wanted to see a little bit more out of these players. So while it it helps some of the other guys, it does there is a negative effect to it, right? It does hurt a couple of players. And as much as I love Rondell Moore, mm-hmm. I think it hurts him a little bit because there are some questions about his size and durability. Now, I just saw Matt Miller's latest mock, and he still was going top 15 in the NFL draft. Ultimately, I don't think it affects him. But, you know, there are some players where it does kind of hurt them just a little bit, and some lesser-known players like Jarrett Patterson, the running back out of Buffalo, who was a preseason first-team All-American, wanted to see him play again as well. So um, while it elevates some of it, it does make some production profiles from some players who were fringy a little more risky and – you know, it, it makes you wonder, 
you know, would you really want to invest in a Max Borgie? Would you really want to invest in a Trey Sermon when this was supposed to be their season to shine? Those kids might lose out a little bit by not playing. Like you said, if Ohio State doesn't play this year, Trey Sermon's, you know, he didn't get a chance to raise his stock or eliminate some of the questions. Um, he might have had an incredible season at Ohio State, but we'll never know. Could he? What is he? A senior, so he couldn't play what, he's like a another year. Fifth year, senior. Oh, he's already yeah, a right? fifth year. Transferred oh. in, yeah. Transferred yeah. to Ohio State, from Oklahoma. Yeah, like my man's only other option would be the XFL coming back before yeah. the NFL season. Yeah, and and and, and right. a season matters. If we didn't have, just think how everything changes if what we're going through now happened last year and we don't see LSU and Joe Burrow and Clyde Edwards Elaire <laughs> and Justin Jefferson. They did it, it was one season. One year, yeah, buddy. And it literally changed. Look at how much some of those players changed dynasty. Yeah. Clyde Edwards Elaire, Joe Burrow, that LSU team, Joe Brady gets a job with the Panthers. So one season matters. It 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 really I don't foresee I didn't foresee us having that happen again. But I didn't think it would happen last year. So if this were if this were to have happened in 2019, Joe Burrow go he's he's a fifth round pick, a sixth wow. round pick, you know, and not the number one overall pick who's being drafted as a top eight dynasty quarterback. I mean, yeah, man, it's sad if you think about it because even what you guys just said about that other guy, he that he's a fifth year senior. You know, he spent his whole life playing pee wee football and high school and college, and then. This would have been his chance to finally make it, and he just can't do it. It really sucks. He got a sucks. chance at a, at a primary role at Ohio State, yeah. and he was looking forward to it, and now no season. All those players, Justin Fields, I mean, transferring up and have perfect offense for him. I mean, it's team after team and player after player. It's it's a damn shame is what it is. And what year is Master, uh, Master T again? He's been injured every Soft, year, right? Sophomore. Sophomore. Yeah, he's, he could still come back. He could still have a 2021 yeah. season. He did yeah. have a full tear, I think, is what I remember. I don't think he fully tore his Achilles. It was it was torn, but it wasn't, like, severed. So, I mean, and, and I think they expect him to come back and play well. I mean, it's a terrible injury, but we'll see. But, yeah, he, he can come back and play next year. So some of these kids who may not have played all the way to their senior year now will have that opportunity or may need to have that opportunity yeah. to even be able to be seen. Yeah, juniors back for their senior year for sure. Yeah, if you're if you're a guy that's looking at the fourth, fifth round, it yeah. almost doesn't. If it, go back, that's the one time it makes sense. Go get your college degree. I don't give a fuck if you actually learned anything, but get that piece of paper and just hopefully ball out and, and move up to a third round pick, maybe a second round. But even if not, at least you got that college degree, and then you can at least use that in the context you met at school to, to make really a real insane. life. It's Jeremy you said it, but it's it's really a damn shame um, that they didn't figure out. It's just it's different, man. It's just it's it, college is it's just much bigger. It's too big. It was too many. There are too many variables to control with eighteen to twenty year olds. Yep. <laughs> for this for this to work, you know what I mean? The NFL. The, the, the thing with the NFL, these guys, we look at it as entertainment. This is their. This is how they get a paycheck like they want to play like it's it's not like "Eh, if we eh, we can opt out and wait no i've got a mansion with a a hundred thousand dollar mortgage that i have to pay every month i i need to play i need my paycheck so i mean it was never a question for me the nfl happening I, i i did not believe that it was not going to happen college was always it's just 
And people don't understand, it's not just college football. There's Title IX implications that go on in collegiate athletics, and you cannot just, it's not just football that matters. It, women's sports, you have to take that into account. You can't just play college football and say, screw, other sports, screw everything right. else. Like, there's so many different things. And if you've ever gone or, or worked in collegiate athletics, like the game day operations to make that work, it is hundreds of staff members. It's just, it's a lot, man, with kids and liability. The NFL, they're independent contractors to a certain degree. If you get COVID, man, we'll still pay you 150K while you sit out or whatever it is, a million bucks. But in college, if one of those kids caught it and died yeah. because of football oh, yeah. practice, I mean, it's just I, – I don't – I'm still iffy on if we even see a complete 2020 season, to be honest with you, in college. Yeah. It's a, it's a real shame with – I mean, I know there's a lot of the schools that open to the students and then within like three – two weeks or so and you've got like 50 cases and then they shut down right away. You know, I, I don't mean to insult you, Jeremy at all, but uh, one thing I did think about with some of these players too, the rookies or the, the college guys is maybe they'll play again so that they don't have to go to the rookie draft in Cleveland and they can wait one more year and go to the rookie draft in Vegas because <laughs> next year's Cleveland, but the year after that is Vegas. And hey, I, I, I like the teams. I, I don't live there. <laughs> I, I live in Columbus. So. I know, but I think yeah. it would be more fun as a rookie to be drafted in Vegas than to be drafted in Cleveland. You could draft. You could take a draft in the in the Arctic, man. If you're getting drafted in the first round, sign me up. I don't care what year it is, dude. Vegas yeah. is going to be awesome. So, hey Ray, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was a lot of fun having you here. I know we kind of rushed through everything at the beginning, and even I let you say a couple things, and you kind of rushed through that too. So, if there's anything you want to plug or or tell everybody about right now, just please feel free to go ahead. Oh, right, and look, so Shane just left. Shane is kind of just he, he does that every other show. And then two shows in a row where he just exits. Oh he's like, God. oh, he's got all these screens open. No. And instead of clicking mute, he hits leave studio. Yeah, but no, I just wanted you, Ray, to uh, to also, yeah. you know, say a couple things about you because we just kind of rushed past it real quick. So please. Yeah, no, I, I just, you know, I appreciated it. It's really, I just like talking football, man, and coming on with you guys. It's just just a good time, man. You know, it's not all this analytical deep dive into <laughs> yards per route run and the target. Da, da, da. It's just talking football, man. So, honestly, I'm just excited to see football tomorrow. Like, I, I'm really, really excited to see how the Chiefs utilize Clyde edwards Lair in that offense and what they – like, what are defenses going to do to stop that? It's Kelsey. It's Hardman. It's Hill. It's – uh, I, I'm just I'm happy to see football back. I'm glad that we can get out of this such and such season. S Z N. Like let's just get some football and fantasy yeah, yeah. points. And you know, as I was setting my lineups today and looking at the freaking monstrous teams and just too many teams, I'm just like, <laughs> I, what am I doing, man? COVID just forced me to be in all these leagues. I can't set lineups. <laughs> I didn't even know that the waivers ran today, so I got the email. <laughs> from Scott Fishbowl and I'm just looking I didn't even put a plan in I was just like I, I, I don't know man but on Twitter uh, at Ray GQ Destination Debbie check it out podcast YouTube channel and then if you want uh, exclusive access to me because I will not answer your fantasy questions on Twitter just ain't happening pay me patreon.com forward slash all gas and then I'll answer all the damn questions you want nice. but uh, enjoyed it uh, ready for the season 
I uh, hope you all stay safe uh, where you're at at your at your respective uh, locations, man. And let's just ha- let's enjoy it, man. Let's enjoy this season and let's enjoy it together and have have a good time, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's awesome having you. And and we would love to have you back, you know, anytime, actually, you know. Um, and, uh, and, you know, speaking of Patreon, Shane, why don't you tell everybody about our Patreon before we go? Oh, we got a Patreon account. So go join that shit. Um, I just dropped the first Waiver Wire episode, or we, we, I should say we. <laughs> We did. We dropped the first waiver wire. Episode. The first waiver wire article on a Saturday or Sunday. We got all antsy after the NFL cut downs, and we were like, "Look, you need to go pick up players because that's what we do in this life." Um, so we'll be dropping that every week, bonus podcast every week, and then the uncensored version of this show. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Check out our Patreon. But yeah, definitely check out Ray's. Um, everything Ray's got going on. Yeah, that's He's still awesome. doing the YouTubes. He's do- still doing the YouTubes. He's got the YouTubes. I don't watch much YouTubes because it's hard to watch them while I'm driving. Um, <laughs> but I des- definitely listen to Destination Debbie. I love that podcast. I love Ray's fire and I love his, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Energy towards the Debbie stuff. Just all of really, all of fantasy football. Moxie. But especially Debbie. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And then Jeremy, we have a store too, right? Yeah. Hey, if you're into stickers, hats, mugs, t-shirts, all that stuff, check out our store, get you something with our new logo, dthq.storenvy.com, dthq.storenvy.com. And thanks very much. Awesome. And check out our iTunes account at Dynasty Trades HQ and on Podbean as well. And check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ. And uh, you know what? Like I said, next time our listeners hear us, we will have a full week of football in the books already. So yes, we will. it's really crazy. So good luck to everybody this weekend. Uh, and like Shane likes to if say. If you're playing me, I hope you lose. I was just going to say. I hope you lose bad if you're playing me. I don't root for injuries because I'm in so many goddamn leagues. That you're, you're definitely, definitely, definitely I got a player on your roster that's on mine somewhere else. So oh no injuries. But if we play each other, I hope you and get smashed okay but jeremy and i will say good luck to all of our listeners and hope you guys have a great weekend we'll see you out there we know how it feels to lose and win <laughs> and hopefully we all win but we can't so anyway oh. we'll see you next week it's amazing so all right say goodbye shane yeah goodbye all right cool <laughs>